20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. Talking about swinging, or as it's known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to give you some monogamy. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. This is a new generation of swingers. Babes are coming at you on Friday, Saturday, by Sunday, your nuts gonna be drained. Oh. 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 Welcome everyone to Swinging Around Episode 3. I'm Cal. And I'm JB. Today our episode is called Profiling Your Hotness. Um, it's our introduction to creating an online profile, or at least getting started in the online portion of the swinger community. That's a natural extension. I know last episode we left things at you and your partner had made the decision together that swinging was what was the route that the two of you wanted to pursue. And a lot of people might have the question, okay, now that we've done that, how do you go about doing that? Because I know before you get into the community... It's just this idea, like, like how did we get into swinging? And that's what we're going to get into. The first step is the online portion, which is the first and natural step. Yep, but before we get into that, you got any business, anything you want to talk about swinger-related before we talk about our, our topic of the day? One thing for me is I know we haven't had any swinging events since the last episode. We talked about our Halloween party that we went to. Um, now here we are towards the end of November, and we haven't, had any other swinging encounters so it's been about a month and i'm starting to get the itch it has been a few weeks and you start to you start to feel the itch after a little while and you get that hmm i like to go out and do a little playing have some fun yeah it's it's weird because it's not a feeling that i ever really felt before with just regular monogamy i never you know i'd feel the itch to have sex but that was like a daily thing sometimes more than once a day but it was a different kind of itch it was a horny horniness this is like, oh, I'd really, I want to dig into somebody else. I want to, I want to <laughs> dance with another guy. I want to feel another hard on up against me. Or, you know, it's, it's. I guess you can still attribute it to horniness, but it's a totally different type of desire that just creeps up in you. Yeah, you get the itch for some strange. <laughs> yeah. You get yeah. the itch for just going out there and playing. Yeah, and like, you know, our relationship completely satisfies me at an emotional, sexual level. But as we've mentioned before, there's just certain things that I, I can't do with you. And every now and then, it's like, okay, I want to do that again. Well, we've gotten to the point where we've experienced having that fun. And now that we've had that and we have had those experiences with meeting new people, then you you sort of get used to it after you've been, not used to it, but after you've been in it for a little while, that becomes what you know. And you go without it for even, you know, it's been a month or so since the Halloween party and you you start to get that little little twinge, like, I'd yeah. like to get out there and well, there's, play a little bit. There's a certain rush associated with it, a certain elation, adrenaline that comes with it. And the only other thing that I can really attribute to, and I've heard other people say this, is when you're going on a first date, or maybe not a first date, maybe a second or a third date with somebody that you know you have feelings for, that you, you like, you, you enjoy spending time with, and there's that, are we going to have sex, are we going to kiss, or what's going to go on, what's it going to be like, there's... There's that unknown factor, but also the excitement of what it's going to be. And you know you're going to get some, or you're anticipating something. I mean, for swinging, I know it's going to be at least with you, which I enjoy. But then having somebody else in there, too, it's just pure excitement. 
Mm-hmm. There's that just new energy. There's just a, a different energy, that uh, exciting energy that there's the unknown, that how are things going to go with this couple? How are things going to go for the night if it happens to yeah. be a hotel party where you may not, you know, we'll often go to a hotel party without any set set plans. Set no plans. We're just going to, we will meet up with people that we want to see that we haven't seen in a while. But we also, it's always a goal to meet new people. That's why a lot of people get into it as well. They want to meet people who are like them. They want to meet like-minded couples who are into what they're into. Yeah, the conversation at Springer parties is always great. So whether or not the couples that you're talking to you end up doing anything with, you're still going to be making friends and acquaintances, people that you're going to see another time and, and enjoy spending time with and hanging out with. Maybe not people that you'll have a regular everyday summer barbecue with, or maybe people you will. It's, you know, it just depends on how well you click either, you know, sexually or maybe just on a friendship level. Mm-hmm. So There is the Halloween party that's coming up in a, in a couple Halloween. of weeks. Or Christmas. Halloween. Yeah, yeah. That was my fault. Uh, Christmas party that's coming up. I'm excited to be a little snow bunny or something. I actually don't have my costume yet. That's that's a big thing in Swinger World. Those of you who are swingers, you know. We hadn't even talked about a costume, but a snow bunny sounds pretty hot to me. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that costume's going to look like. I feel like after I, I we're done title. recording, you're going to go <laughs> try to find... Okay, snowbunny costume, Google. Yeah, something. I, you know, I'd prefer to stick to the clothing I already have in my closet, you know, put together some kind of an ensemble, but uh, it's a good opportunity to shop. You know, on, on the flip side of feeling the itch, there's the whole scheduling piece that comes with it, too, and that's something that we've been kind of dealing with while we're prepping for this December party. There's a few different clubs in our area. We're trying to figure out which party to go to, but then there's a couple that we'd like to meet up with, and are having a heck of a time getting our schedules to meet. That, I think, is another swinger problem or just problem for adults in general is getting your schedules to meet up. Yeah, trying to get everyone who has a free night where there's not some other obligation, children. We don't have children, but couples often will, and that's always a scheduling nightmare with a babysitter. We've had couples cancel on us on more than one occasion who have had sick kids, sick kids or some other issues with their children. Hopefully we can schedule get get a, get, get a meet-up with them because they are very fun. They're the couple that we met at the Halloween party mm-hmm. for the first time. And They're they were quite sexy, so very I'm, I'm hoping we can get get our schedules aligned again because I, I would definitely like to see them and have an opportunity to play with them. Yeah, it'd be fun to invite them over for the hot tub. It's yeah. going to be that weather where the hot tub is getting to be prime use. Yep, Michigan's getting a little nipply out, and I'd like to see the nipples out. The weather has changed very quickly. I feel like... At the end of October, it was still kind of warm, and now in the first few weeks of November, it's gotten chilly pretty quickly. It's yeah, cool. somebody turned on the winter switch. That's I feel like that's always the way it is with Michigan weather. I don't know for those of you who live around the the midwestern the midwestern area of the United States might be able to relate, but the weather varies so wildly. I think I mean there's a few days in October where you'd wake up and it was in the high 20s, and then a couple days later, it's in the high 50s. Uh, that swing of 30 degrees, some some areas of the country just do not have mm-hmm. that. We experience that all the time. Yep. With the cold weather, it becomes great, great hot tub season. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's nothing better than being in the hot tub with your drink in one hand and snow falling down. And we just got our hot tub this year. It's something that, as a swinger, you just got to have it at your house if you can... If, if, <laughs> If or you access have, to, if, yeah. Yeah, access to, or if you have the space and the means to be able to get one. Although we have had the, the debates whether or not that means there is that notion that if you have a hot tub, you are a swinger, which well, for us we is... we are. 
I know we <laughs> we fit that mold, but I don't know that people automatically. You know, it's it's a joke, but I don't know if people automatically assume, oh, they have a hot tub, they must be swingers. I don't know that people really, truly, deep down believe that or not. I'm not sure. I think people. Do we are... have other swinger symptoms? I think a lot of well. We're, I think we're very sexually open, and we're I young. think that that comes across when you we're sexually open. hang out with us. I don't think it's an it's a rule that if you have a hot tub, you're a swinger. I mean, clearly not. We ha- we yeah. have a vanilla couple friend who have a hot tub, and Maybe they are they are. We would have. <laughs> I feel like we would have seen him somewhere. But... I don't know. There was that one period of time where he was the the guy of the couple was touching my thigh, and I wasn't quite sure if he was hitting on me or not. That's true. But that's true. But I do think that there is. People joke about, oh, you have a hot tub, you must be, uh, you must be into swinging, or you must have a crazy good sex life. But it's usually one of two types of people. It's either super conservative people who are making an uncomfortable joke, or it's also the sexually open who might just be as open as you are. Now we don't have data to show that that most swingers have a hot tub, and that's probably actually not even the case. I would bet, but I think there is definitely a kernel of truth when people talk about somebody who gets a hot tub, I think there is speculation about it, because... I think it depends, because you don't... At least in who we've talked to. If you're a family member, you don't want to think of your family members necessarily as being swingers, so that thought might not cross your mind. If somebody we knew got a hot tub, I mean, we're in the lifestyle, so that would be a a trigger for us, but I have no doubt that other people have have thought that. Now, they might dismiss it and think, oh, do Cal and JB? No, they couldn't. But... I, I bet that it's crossed their minds because... Maybe. All, I don't think it's crossed my parents' mind. I really the, don't. A lot of those jokes have a kernel of truth in them. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just like jokes jokes about dumb blondes or... Well, maybe not dumb blondes, but there's there's a lot of jokes that have some kernel of truth to them. <laughs> I shouldn't bring up the dumb blonde one. I really shouldn't. That's saying? a bad example. <laughs> oh, you're hey, you a dirty have, blonde. You have blonde hair right now. It's not real, though, so I can't blame genetics. <laughs> What do you think? Should we move on to our topic? I think so. All right. So we're starting off with you've decided that you want to join the swinger community, and then you say, well, where do I find the swinger community? Just like everything these days, you just Google it. Google. Google. Yeah, I mean, that's what we did. I'm sure there's tons and tons of other couples who've done that, too. I literally Googled Michigan swinging. I think I mentioned that in one of the previous episodes. And for us, Swing Lifestyle website came up, SLS.com. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's it's uh, SwingLifestyle.com. Everybody just shortens it just to being, you always just use the acronym I thought you could type SLS. in SLS and it will come up. I don't think so. I think you got to actually type I'm gonna in. I'm going to have to try that. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it works. Okay. I, I think it's just Swing Lifestyle. But we typed that into Google, and that's what we found. We found that that's the predominant site that's used around our region. But we know that swinging sites are regional. There's various websites out there. Swing Lounge. That one up. No, no, no. Lifestyle Lounge. Lifestyle Lounge. Lifestyle Lounge. Lounge. Cassidy. Cassidy is getting really big now. It's getting it's getting really big. It's a it's a newer site. It's, yep. it's newer. I checked it out the other day. It's it's quite it's a nice site. I mean, we're already established on uh, Swing Lifestyle, but Cassidy was a nice site as well. So I guess what we're not trying to push any particular site on you guys um, as listeners. We're just most familiar with Swing Lifestyle, so that's what we'll kind of focus on talking about, but I'm willing to bet that most of these other sites have similar concepts and ideas, and certainly when it comes to setting up a profile, it's going to be the same types of information. They're going to all be very similar. So I guess the the first step really is just to identify the swinger community in your area and which website you want to participate in. Maybe you decide you want to be on all three of them. 
and and take the time to manage those accounts because it, it does take time to, to manage or maybe you'll pick the one that comes up first in Google or you know one that friends have mentioned which if you've got friends already in the lifestyle then you're, you're a lag above yeah maybe yeah. a leg in the air mm -mm. <laughs> and you'll also want to evaluate the oh our dogs making some noise they're having the romp of their own yeah we have a we have a, a male dog and a female dog although they're not having they're not having fun times right now <laughs> this is their foreplay so yeah. anyway back to the setting up an online profile before we get too much into that, I just want to say there are positives and negatives to the websites, and you want to check those out. You want to find a community that's local to your region that seems to be where a lot of people are, but that's difficult to know until you actually yeah. get involved in some way. But they also have, the websites will have memberships. You can have free memberships. Um, Swing Lifestyle has free memberships, and then there's paid where there's various there's options different. that are locked that are locked out for free members. Right, there's, there's different levels and, of, I guess not options, but uh, abilities or capabilities that are open or not open to within the website. Yeah, free free accounts can't send, uh, you can only send a certain amount of emails a day, which when you're trying to communicate with couples back and forth, that actually does become an issue. But you'll want to check and see the monetary costs associated with the sites mm -hmm. and see what's going to work. And what you might find is you sign up for one site and go to a... a event listed on that site, start talking to couples and find that everybody you're talking to is listed somewhere else and so then maybe you'll decide to, to change. So, you know, it might be a good idea to not commit yourself financially until you've identified which swinger club or, you know, lifestyle oh, online setup is I... predominant in your area. And you really won't know that, I think, until you start talking to people from your area. I, I would be leery about committing any, mon any money to it until you're sure that that's the site you're committed to and mm -hmm. you want to stay with. I think they all do have free profiles where you can sign up. You'll find out very quickly when you actually go to a, some sort of event that mm -hmm. people will ask you for your screen name. Screen names are an interesting thing. That, that's something I, I definitely would like to give some advice on, screen names. <laughs> because when you're at these sex parties, these hotel parties, wherever you're at, it's going to be loud. There's music going. You're drinking. It's sexually charged. You find this couple that you're into. You do stuff with them. You don't want it to be a one-night stand. So what do you do? You say... What's your screen name? Because that comes before asking for a phone number. People won't get your digits anymore. Well, so if, I don't if think your in, screen name in is something you probably confusing, wouldn't even wanna... yeah, exchange phone numbers probably not. Yeah. So, so if your screen name is something confusing, long, or has characters and symbols, no one's ever going to remember <laughs> who you are. So the suggestion is to go with something short, sweet, easy to remember, with numbers like sixty-nine. <laughs> those are always easy to remember, but. I can't tell you how many couples we've met up with where their screen name is slutty cat one two five seven nine eight three, you know, and it's like I'm not gonna remember those numbers. I'm sorry. Yeah, that goes back to my problem with hotel parties. Nobody that none of the ones that we've been at, they, they nobody has a pencil or a little piece of paper. I think put we a little, need to start supplying some swinging around golf pencils. Put a little Let's golf, get some swinging around golf pencils. That's a pretty good idea. That is a really good idea. Maybe you'll find some swinging around golf pencils at a at a swinger party near you. But yeah, they need to have pencils and a little little piece of paper, a little note card, business card, something on the tables promoting right. that you can write on so yeah. you can get screen names. Because you might have your cell phone on you. I never have a pocket. Unless my cell phone's in between the titties, I don't have it with me. And nobody wants to see a cell phone in between the titties. So. Yeah, I'm always the one carrying, carrying all the crap. 
Yep. Fits in my pocket. All you need is my ID and we're good to go. True. Maybe a little lip gloss and a condom or two. <laughs> That's the uh, typical swinger garb. That is. So anyway, I guess that, that means pick something hot, pick something sexy. Chances are it's taken by some other couple because there's so many couples on there, so you'll probably have to have some number after it, but... Try to pick something that's easy to remember, snappy, cute, a pun on, on something sexy, I don't know, but avoid long amounts of digits and numbers or things with, with characters. Definitely something that you can just be remembered when you're at a party. You can just tell it to a couple and it's short enough yep. and easy enough to remember. And even then they might still forget if they've had enough to drink or you fucked them so hard they're, they've gone silly. Although, hopefully, if you meet a couple, you make a good enough impression on them that they'll remember your name. Yeah, we really haven't had too much of a problem with it. I really tried to get into the habit, and I have to do this with actual names as well, but I really tried to get into the habit of repeating repeating names and repeating screen names back to them. I did that at the October party, at the Halloween party, for the co- a couple of couples, and because I am one of the people who is horrible with names. Some people are great with names, they hear a name, and they remember it. I, you tell me a name, and it's in one ear and out the other, it's gone in 20 mm-hmm. seconds. And I've heard people say that it works for them where they repeat it, but I never tried it. Literally the first time in my life I've ever done that anywhere was at the Halloween the Halloween party, and it worked. I was able to remember names all night long. Which what is, makes me laugh is that you kept on pointing it out to people, too. Like, I need to repeat your name because I don't remember it, and it's working for me tonight. <laughs> you said that a couple of times. It makes me laugh that you were it worked. calling yeah. yourself out for it. People don't get offended if you no, repeat because they, they want to remember, or they want you to remember their name. People yeah. want to feel like they're making a, a connection with you. That's why it, it, it's very important in this community try to make a connection with a couple. And yeah, and part a, of that's remembering their name. I mean... And their cock size, bra size. <laughs> Those come in handy, too. <laughs> it doesn't help if you know his name was Josh, but small penis, big penis. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, yeah, it, it does help to know their names. And, you know, I've also noticed that you tend to remember the female and I tend to remember the male. So as long as we are back together by the end of the night, usually we can put two or two we, together we and can, remember the whole couple. We can combine a couple. We can, they go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and make the whole couple. All right, so you've got your screen name. Now what comes next? That's the content of your website. And I think the key here is, as we've said in the past, um, is open, being open, honest, and communicating what you really feel. And being specific on what you want. If you're a couple who has defined the rules as we are a soft swap, put that in your profile. If you're a couple that... And don't be afraid that that's going to turn other couples off. We, We are soft swap. We've got that in our profile. And... We've gotten plenty of contacts. In fact, probably more contacts from full swap couples. They just like who we are, and they like our pictures, and they're interested, mm-hmm. even though that means that they can't do a full swap. It, we've never met anybody that's had a problem with that. But everybody's getting into the lifestyle because they they want to be engaged with other couples, and they want to find people who they want to be with, and every, and that's going to be different for everyone. And you're gonna you may or may not have very specific things. I know I will see on profiles. I actually just saw this the other day. A couple, and the woman was on her profile, said, I do not like feet play. Don't even touch my feet at all. <laughs> oh, and that's fun. That's so interesting, you, yeah. I mean, that's just an example, but you want to get yourself out there. You want to Well, yeah, I mean, and know. if you're a couple and you're you're a guy or whatever and you want to play with feet, you have not even a foot fetish per se, but even a foot kink. It's something that you like or you want to suck a toe. You need to know that, or she might just give you a swift kick to the face. Yeah, and the night with a bloody nose. And even being a little bit more generalized, 
you'll want to put things on there such as we are just looking for a female for a male male female threesome or a male for a male male female threesome mm-hmm. and, and don't be afraid to say that you're new in fact there's a lot of couples that are attracted to that not necessarily predatory couples you know i don't think you have to worry about couples that are have been around in lifestyle forever and are oh they're virgins let's let's pick them off you know i i haven't really gotten that feel you get a lot of other couples who are also new to the lifestyle and so they want to be with another couple that's new so they don't feel like they're the inexperienced ones in the group. When we were new into it, I think a lot of the other couples that we interacted with, we wanted to be maybe not completely vanilla, new, not vanilla, but completely new. We wanted somebody with some experience, but we weren't necessarily looking for couples that had been in the lifestyle for 10 years either. This This can't be generalized to everyone, but I think a lot of couples come at this where they do want to be engaged with a couple who has a little bit more experience with them, and that's a very common thing you'll see on profiles as well mm-hmm. for a new a new couple that's signed up, that they want a couple that will maybe show them the ropes, who's a little bit comfortable, because when you get into the lifestyle, you're still feeling your way through, things are a little bit uncomfortable at first, or they can be finding a couple who's been through that yeah. and can kind of... It's comforting and take you under their wing a little bit and show you their experiences and give you something to learn by, so... Mm-hmm. It's definitely a good idea to put what your comfort level is and, and how new you are to it in your profile. I mean, that being said, you don't want to turn people off by stressing that in your profile, but it's still something that you think you should put in there. Mm-hmm. Another thing, I think it's probably one of the most important parts, if not the most important part, the profile pictures. That definitely the most important part. Yeah. Because, let's be honest, everybody here, it's not being superficial. But everybody is looking to play with, be engaged with, get involved with couples who they find physically attractive. I mean, mentally, too. I mean, there there are people out there who are saying, well, I need to make the mental connection in order to be with anybody. That's true, but the physical connection. But they're lying if they don't the physical admit connection that there's got to be a physical well. connection, too. Yeah. And, and that's not just saying that everybody who's on a swinger community has to be thin. That's not the case. I mean, there's people from all different shapes and sizes and there's people who are attracted to all different shapes and sizes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, don't be afraid of what you look like, but be honest about what you look like. Exactly. Because you, you will find someone who's attracted to you. It's very important to put up photos that accurately represent how you look right now. Nothing too old. Nothing. There isn't a set, there isn't a set period, like nothing beyond five years or nothing. But it should, uh, your photo should accurately represent the way that you physically look. Yeah. Absolutely. And part of that comes to not just your body, not just your tits, not just your ass, but I think people want to see faces too. At least I do. It's a little frustrating. We do come across couples who have only pictures from the neck down. Or it's very, it's actually their very faces common. are blurred out. And another common thing is uh, no men in the pictures, only females. And Their profile pictures, titties, titties, titties. Lots of titties, lots of ass too. Lots of women in thongs, which... If you're, if you're new to the lifestyle and you just start looking around at other profiles, you'll get a good idea of the kinds of po- pictures that are posted on there. But And the women are what advertise the couple a lot of times. And I know you always want to you always want to see the guy. I so do. I know if, well, if... that's the part I'm swinging with. I'm, <laughs> I'm not really bi-curious. I wouldn't put myself as 100% straight on the scale, but I'm not looking for bi-activity. I want the woman to be attractive for you. And if she wants to play with me, I'm not going to turn her down. I just <laughs> might not play back. A mouth is a mouth on that pussy, huh? It sure is. (laughs) But 
you know, I'm not going to be as picky about the women, so I'm not perusing the pictures of women. Well, the first thing that I always do if we are contacted by, or even if we're interested in a couple's profile, but they don't have any good pictures of the men, or it will often be the case that they have zero pictures of the men, I'll let them know if they've contacted us that your profile looks very good, but can we see some pictures of, of the men? Yep, and that comes back to just the honesty part of it. Like We might like what we see on half of you, but there's got to be, at least for us, in order for us to play with another couple, because we are same room and we are soft swap, we want there to be a connection between both people in the couple. So mm -hmm. for us, we have to see both members of the team. So I, that's part of that being truthful with the people that you're talking to and telling them, hey, we might be connected to half, attracted to half of you, but we got to see the whole package. And we, I don't think anybody that we've requested that has said no or been offended by it in any way. I think they all understand. Oh, yeah, I agree. And I want to reiterate the point that you made. You really should have a face picture. Now, I don't think that may not be the opinion of everybody out there. Who's mm -hmm. in the, There's going to be plenty of people that disagree. That is our opinion, and I think that that is a really good way to let people know. The body is one thing, but a face is where a connection's really made. When you mm -hmm. talk to somebody, you, you gotta see somebody's eyes, them. you know, mm -hmm. their lips, their nose. But really, I think a lot comes down to the eyes, mm -hmm. and you can tell a lot about someone's character from their eyes. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't quite understand the need to black out faces. Well, I know people are trying to maintain their anonymity. Yeah, there's, there's but in order to be on those websites. You have to have a profile. You're going to be on there anyway. So anybody who finds you is perusing swinger sites. Whether they're a swinger or not, they're still guilty of being on the website, which to me is no different than being a member yourself. You know, if you're someone who's... In, in order to peruse, you have to be on the website. Now, you may or may not claim to be a swinger, but either way, you're still there. You're still a member of the community in some way, shape, or form. That's true. So That's true. I... we have equal, equal, I guess, blackmail dirt on one another. There are situations, I suppose, where it is so crucial that you maintain your anonymity, even within the community, that you block out your faces. But I think that's the exception and not the rule. And when it... You when, give me an example of somebody that you think it's really crucial, like a politician, someone in the public light? Or what so, do you think? Who, who's somebody that needs to maintain their anonymity that much that it's okay for them to show up at local community swinger parties, but they can't have their face in a profile. I think that's going to vary on an individual case-by-case -case basis, and it does come down to your own personal feelings. I don't think there's a rule on it where a judge or somebody, there isn't a rule, but if somebody truly feels that even within the community they will be outed and it will have serious ramifications, mm -hmm. they might not be willing to take that risk. Yeah. I I think there's a lot more people who blur out their faces that are not in that oh, kind I of situation. I completely agree, which is why I'm recommending that everybody do put their face on there. But there will be those individuals, mm -hmm. and you should be comfortable. That's if, what I was going to say. I think it's a lack of comfort with not, being in the lifestyle in general but to some extent, or, or a lack of comfort or maybe even a uh, a little bit of shame. What do you think? I think there is that, but I also think people are just very concerned about losing what they've built up in their vanilla life. I don't have the concern that if the worst-case scenario, it's not even the worst-case scenario, but a scenario where somehow, because my face was on a photo, that somehow my job found out about that. I do not think I would lose my job. I don't think that would happen, and I don't know if that would but even happen. you don't happen. know for sure. I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty confident. But 
if I had a job where I thought, absolutely, if this got out, I would lose my job, I could see that's a case. And that, yeah, and that, that that's kind of an episode we want to talk about. It's just morality and non-monogamy and, and uh, how that port, how mm-hmm. that plays out to your persona in the public world, that'll be, your that'll profession. Be a, that'll be a future episode for sure. Yeah, that definitely intrigues me and I think will be an interesting topic. But I can see that. And whether or not that scenario of losing your job would actually happen... That's one thing, but it's all about how you feel. If you think that that would happen, I could see where... What if it's not losing your job, but just the, your perception and how you're accepted within your community? Well, yes, it's 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 not just your job. It's going to be your the way you're perceived in any community that you're concerned about. If you're very concerned about your church, your family, any... Schools, any... any schools, system. any community where you're highly concerned that you'll be ostracized if it comes out. I think for us, and I would, the, the majority of couples that we talk to, although I can't generalize for everyone, but I know for us, absolutely, if any of those groups were to find out, things might be a little bit different, but people can get over it. People can accept right. us. Well, I we're, we're not really super established in our community. We don't participate in a church, and we don't have any children. Well, there are a bunch of groups where we don't have to worry about ramifications at the moment, but let's say we were active in the school system then I think we'd actually have a true issue to worry about uh, because we'd have to worry about how the parents of the children that our children play with and teachers and anybody else in the school system, how they perceive us and how if, if and how they'll continue to let us be involved in the community because they might be afraid we'll rub off on their kids. See, it sounds like you're coming around to how you can see opportunity, where people would... I do, but at the same time, you still have to consider how your picture is going to be found. But you'd have to get in, make up, make up a profile, and then you'd have to identify, you'd have to find us or whoever it is you're looking for based on a unique screen name that, if set up appropriately, is not linkable back to someone's last name or first name. So well, you essentially have to go through every member profile picture, which are lockable, true, and, and actually like physically find someone. So... I think you'd really, really have to already know what you were looking for to find it. I completely agree. I completely it's agree It's not something with that. that you would just stroll across without being pointed in that direction first. I could see scenarios where that could happen, but I think it's rare and it's not going to happen. I could see a scenario where maybe somebody or a couple of friends or whoever is sitting around and they're wondering, you know, I wonder if any of our friends are... Swingers, and they yeah. because you can. But how do you search for that though? You can search by location. You can search by location. Zip I've, code. I've yeah. searched my high. I've searched my hometown <laughs> to see who my. I haven't home... done that actually. I'm kind of curious. You I need have to do a that. very large hometown. My hometown's small. My, my hometown's got three zip codes. I would just look for the zip code that I lived in. You know. I was able to look for my uh, exact city, but it was. It's not even a city. The city that where I grew up is considered to be a village. There's under it takes a village. The 2010 census, there's under a thousand people that live there, and nobody's on swing lifestyle. Yeah, but, but that's it. That's it. People. I mean, I just did a yep. search, and I grew up in the suburb of a metro area, so it's quite big. But I could see that scenario. Yeah. So I, you, you've convinced me, Cal. <laughs> I've come around to agreeing that there, there are definitely valid reasons to blur out the faces, but I still stand by the recommendation to have your face pictures available because it's just it's one last step in the communication pool. Oh, absolutely. When, when you're trying to identify a couple that you want to swing with, let's say rather than sitting back and waiting for someone else to approach you, you decide that you want to approach other couples. 
it's more work to try and we would talk to somebody who has their faces blurred out. We you have wouldn't to meet ask. up with a couple. It's another step. We wouldn't meet up with a couple where we weren't Without able to having, see their faces. Right. But we, so we'd have to ask them for they the could, pictures, and they they usually and they, they would provide them. We've I would had a think. couple scenarios where individuals have emailed those pictures, and they haven't actually put them up on the website, and they've emailed mm-hmm. them, so only we have them. That actually gets to another topic that we have on our list is the suggestion that you set up an alias email account as well. In the day and age of Gmail and other email systems, most people have a personal email address that's linked to their last name in some way, or their first name is included in an email address. So to help you maintain your anonymity, and also to just make things easy for other trainer couples, it's a good idea to set up an email account through Yahoo or Gmail or whatever other email system is common, so that you can say, well, just email me. My email is the same as my screen name. We found that to be very, very convenient, especially if we've needed to get other pictures or if we've been locked out of the system um, because the site was down or because when we were free members we ran out of emails for the day mm-hmm. or something. But yeah, definitely recommend There's a lot that. of reasons why you might want to communicate outside of the site, just like you said. If you used up your email quota, if you're a free member, or other reasons. And a lot of times you'll want to use, you might want to chat with the couple and I know the Swing Lifestyle chat client that's internal to the site is not the best, so we will use an outside chat client. Swing Lifestyle, it's very common to use Yahoo Messenger. Other sites might use Yahoo Messenger or or AIM or Google Talk or whatever it might be, but that's a good thing to do, too, is to set up an outside alias. Mm -hmm. And just be prepared to use some kind of chat client to be able to have some back-and-forth chatting with the couples that you're courting or couples who are courting you. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. couples, there's more than one. So aside from having a good screen name, being honest, setting up uh, good images, what else do you think is, is content that we should have in our profile? For me, I think one of the things is deal breakers. Like you were mentioning the foot fetish or mm-hmm. I guess lack of foot fetish, the anti-foot touching. I think deal breakers is, is a key um, thing to put in your profile. I think that's key. I think even before that, though, I would say it's it's pretty important, essential to have a blurb that describes you and your spouse or you and your partner. Absolutely, yeah. When, let when, let people know what type of a person you are, and depending on how articulate you are, you can do that in a few sentences, or it could be a whole paragraph mm-hmm. to let people know who you are. Yep. And it doesn't have to be anything personal, but it should be. Uh, something to let to to get a, a, a personality. I think you yeah. want to have some kind of a personality that comes across. It's a good opportunity to be a little flirtatious, to mm-hmm. to be a little raunchy or a little jokey, a little fun. Let let your colors fly a little bit. I've come across profiles uh, where the description section about themselves is paragraph after paragraph long, and to be honest with you, my eyes glaze over a little bit. So I'm a little. I have a bit of an aversion to the super long. Profiles. I'm sure there's other couples who like them. You don't on, want it to be too short. On the short. flip side, though, yeah, that's what I was going to say, is I'm turned off by couples who only put one sentence in their profile because if you can't take the time to tell me who you are, you type it you type it in once, maybe update it every now and then. It's not something that you're going to be putting a lot of effort into. So you can't take the, make the time and take the effort to give me more than we're fun and outgoing, and that's it. I don't think I want to take the time to get to know you because that tells me there's nothing to get to know. I think the perfect analogy, which speaks for itself, I guess, it almost doesn't even need to be brought up, but it is online dating. It's they have there's a million 
online dating sites for single individuals, OkCupid and Match.com and all of those various locations. This is identical in the sense that you are, it's online dating. You're browsing, you're mm -hmm. looking at the prospects. They don't match you to anybody. I haven't, I haven't come across a swinging match site. You have well, to, not you all know, of people have to find you. you. And, no, no, that's true. They don't all match you. That's true. I don't think so. I don't know. I never used online dating. I got lucky. I haven't. Yeah, me and you, we haven't. We didn't use online dating, but I don't think that. I know. I know Match.com does. I don't think all of them do, though. Yeah, I, but I don't know. The concept's the same, where you're trying to just get yourself out there, and you want to be, you want to promote yourself very positively, and you want to promote. Yeah, but it's getting, you know, you don't want to promote yourself too hard. It's it's be genuine and be honest. Well, that's. Especially in the swinger community, we know when someone's lying. You can smell it from a mile away. I mean, like a lying radar comes off. You can tell when people aren't being genuine. Because everybody in the swinger community is genuine. I mean, you meet so many awesome, friendly, true, real people that the fake people stand out. It's, it's really important to be honest. That's one of the most important things. I mean, I think I've said that a couple times. I, I know the, I've said it probably five times. The number of times. the important things, but being honest because you're looking for something specific, whether, it, whether yeah. it be a specific type of person, a specific type of couple, a specific look to, to somebody, a couple, a male, female, you're, you're looking for something, and to be honest with what you're looking for, and to be honest with who you are, so people can yeah. know what they're getting into with you. You know, I, on a deeper level, I think it goes down to having a, a level of respect for yourself and respect for the people who are on the site, because you don't want to waste anybody's time by portraying yourself as something that you're not or portraying yourself as looking for something that you're not looking for because then you just waste your time and you waste the other couple's time because you'll start to get to know each other. You, you might click. You might find out that you really do like each other. And then the next thing you know, you'll find out you want different things where maybe the couple you're talking to only wants girl-on-girl -girl action and you guys are specifically looking for a full swap or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's key to being honest because you'll find what you're looking for. Even if you think it's weird or out there, you know, you want something that's a unique fetish, you'll find it. So don't be afraid to put what you want or what you don't want in your profile. I don't see a problem with that. We see all kinds of specifics and a lot of generalizations too in profiles all the time. Oh, the other thing that just popped in my head is that most people it's very important to play with individuals who are disease-free. Yes, and so drama-free and disease-free. You'll see that in, in, in there's initials for it that people use a lot for no drama. Gosh, I'm drawing a blank as to what usually, that is right now. Usually but I think it's D, D slash D. Drama, no, no drama, no drugs. Yeah. That comes into play because if you are an individual who is in a lifestyle with a disease, that needs to be put on your profile as well, which we've had that encounter. Where yeah, we actually spent quite a bit of time, several days and evenings, talking to another couple online, getting to know them, started to like them quite a bit, and then they referred us back to our profile and said, make sure you read the very last line at the very, very end of the page. And they were one of those profiles that was really long, had a lot of detail. And the very last thing that they had put on their profile was, uh, by the way, we are herpes positive and only play with herpes positive couples. It was a really, it was a disappointment because that's not something that we wanted to take a risk on. It's not and we had spent a lot of time with. talking. We had a lot of time input and I think they had gotten to like us a lot. Although. And we had gotten to like them. Although it's pointing out that we clearly didn't read all the way to the bottom <laughs> of that yes, profile. Yes, I'll, I'll admit some negligence on our part as well. That's, I, 
I'll admit that. And so, you know, thank you to them for being sure to point it out to us because that actually is a very respectful thing to do. Of course, it was, you know, days into the conversation, mm-hmm. but at least they still did that, which was which was a good courtesy. And if you do have some sort of sexually transmittable disease, that doesn't mean that you can't be on these sites, just like we were saying, but it needs to be stated. Yep, and, and you can find what you need. It needs to be known up front because you there will be couples out there who share that disease who will be okay playing with you. It might you, take longer to find them, but I, they exist. So it shouldn't be a barrier to getting on these sites. Now you will definitely have less couples interested in you, unfortunately, just for that fact. Everybody's got to look out for themselves, so I think you can understand that. Exactly. I think everybody wants to play with people who are clean, and if not, it's known up front, and people are willing to take that risk. Yep. Although we do not promote spreading of STD, though. No. No, we we promote honesty with anybody that you've been with. What's that called? I heard on a radio show. I forget what it's called, but there is a type of fetish who, what are they called? I think bug seekers who are... Ooh, I've never heard of that. It was on, doesn't sound pleasant. It was on the local morning show where there are a sect of people who are seeking to get various STDs. Well, there's people who are interested in everything, so I'm not surprised. There's every fetish out there. I mean, nothing should be a surprise anymore, but that actually blew my mind, that there's people who out there, not just curable stuff like chlamydia, chlamydia, but there's people who were looking to... Sith? I I think it's incredibly, incredibly rare, but they had individuals calling in with this with this. I with hope this disease. they're able not, to seek disease, treatment with this, with this fetish. Yeah, that's that's crazy. But <laughs> that is crazy. I, to each their own, I, and for, it's not my thing. I don't think it's most people's thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So there's one more topic related to uh, profiles that I want to just briefly touch on, and that's just watch your grammar and spelling. Oh, I know that's like we're not an advice podcast, you know, by any means. We're just telling what we're familiar with and what we know, but I know that it's not going to turn me off completely if your profile has a grammar mistake or a misspelling, but what does turn me off, and maybe not everybody, this is just me, is using things like text message speak, your spelled U-R instead of Y-O-U-R, that sort of thing. Ugh, I hate that. Just use English. Yeah, Yeah, that text message speak is... So it, annoying. It drives me crazy. I know we're younger, and some people might think, oh, they should be used to it, but it is very annoying. Yeah. It, you actually don't run across it all that often, but you will see it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And just like a job interview where bad spelling on a resume will turn you off, that is a huge turnoff to mm-hmm. us. Now, other people might, might like it. They might see it as, like, street abonics and think, it means, you know, you're cool, you're progressive. Some people might street like it. <laughs> but for me, it's, it's a turnoff. You're butchering the English language. Yeah, I, I think it's just part of part of what you're looking for, and some people just it might be a frivolous thing or it doesn't matter. I can see mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, who yeah. cares? But I mean, if you miss a comma, I'm not gonna say, okay, I can't swing with you. But That's we want to definitely not. On we're intelligent individuals, and we would like to be able to have a good conversation with intelligent people. Yeah, and that's a clear sign. Yep. Now sometimes it's used in a playful manner, and it's not indicative. Right. Of who you are, but that's something that we look for. Yeah, I and mean, you and I do look for that sort of intellectual connection. Other couples might not look for that at all, but we do look for couples who are like-minded mm-hmm. to us, have similar hobbies, similar, um, not necessarily similar professions, but at least have some sort of profession. 
rather than than mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm saying. No, rather than just have a profession. <laughs> I didn't have an I didn't have an end thought to that. But so now once somebody has their profile set up, what do they do then? What's the well? All I can say is what we did, and that was sit back and wait because we were nervous and scared and we weren't sure what to do. And honestly, that was all we needed to do. But we got a deluge of emails. It was fantastic and exhilarating and amazing. I mean, we didn't do anything for a solid week. You come back and you look at your inbox, and it was flooded with couples who say, were saying things like, oh, I think you're attractive, your wife looks hot, or we want to get to know you more, let's set up a chat. All kinds of couples to pick and choose from. And after maybe a week or two weeks, the number of emails we received died down. We were maybe lost the newbie luster, mm-hmm. but it was super exciting, and we didn't have to seek anybody out. Mm-hmm. And I'd be willing to bet that that's how it is for most couples. There's at least one other couple that we talked to that set up their profile. I think it was for the second time they canceled their profile initially. And after they set it up, same thing. The first week or so, just an influx of emails from people who are interested. And then you'll sift through those and see who's interested. I will say that the common etiquette is to respond back, whether or not it's a one line saying thank you but not interested. At least that courtesy to respond back mm-hmm. if somebody it gets back to you. You're looking for someone to date. Mm-hmm. You're courting. Everybody likes to know that they've. Uh, it's that courtesy thing mm-hmm. where you just get. You want to know that you've been heard, even if the response is no. It's just like mm-hmm. applying for a job. You at least want them to tell you no rather than leave you in limbo where you're waiting. A little while ago, I was sifting through. Swing Lifestyle has a forum, and I was sifting through that and uh, about web- website suggestions, and somebody had a great one, which I think should be implemented, and it might be on the other websites, but I think something that should be on all websites, if it's not, is a little score or something that lets you know this couple's res- gotten back to 100% of the individuals we've emailed them, 50%. That, well, that'd that, be interesting, so you, you could know if people are responding. Yeah, because unless it was a couple that I really wanted to try to contact, if I saw that somebody's response rate uh, was a 20%, that might make me question if I'm going to even send an email to them in the first place. Yeah, I mean, you don't know why their response rate's 20%. It might be that they just haven't been active with their online profile for a few months, and they've let some emails stack up What for whatever reason that is. They might just be on a, a couple break and have well, decided we're not going to follow up with our profile for a while. But so, so I mean, most without knowing like, circumstance, it might be an unfair way to pass judgment on couples that you could otherwise play with. But that's a that's a running tally. So, I mean, once you get back from vacation, you'll check and respond. I think it should be extended beyond a courtesy. It's mm-hmm. I know on Swing Lifestyle, it's a guideline that the website says, please get back to everyone, but it's not enforced. And yeah. I don't think it should be enforced in any way, but maybe... You can at least see if somebody's opened your email, can't you? In the website, is it, I think that's a feature that's at least nice. You can say, yeah, okay, they haven't read my email, so they don't even know that they need to respond. That's true. But then you will have where they read it and then they don't respond, and that yeah. is very annoying. Yeah, it is annoying. I agree. So I mean, we, at, at the same time, we as people sending emails need to have some level of patience. Everybody has other jobs, other things to go into. They might have a, a agreement as a couple to only go on once a week or something, but at least mm-hmm. you'll still respond. So well, I think maybe either if, way, the etiquette is respond. And in a similar route. Swing Lifestyle has certifications where if you play with a couple, it's only for the paid memberships, but um, it's a way for you to go online and say, hey, this is a great couple. We certify them as being fun, as being playful, or you know whatever it is. And those are a nice way to demonstrate to other people in the lifestyle that you 
you are what you say you are. You're no drama, or you're fun-loving, or you really do enjoy a good fuck in the ass, or whatever it is. So I don't know if other websites have that. I would assume they've got something like that. But it is a feature that I like a lot in uh, the Swing Lifestyle website. Mm-hmm. You can certify that, yep, they're good people. It, it lets you know a, a few things, actually. It lets you know that they've had some experience. If you're looking for somebody who's a little bit of experience, that they have a little bit of experience, and you can read the comments, and usually... And that experience might just be we certify that they're good friends, but we didn't play with them. Mm-hmm. Not every certification is certifying that, yeah, they're a good fuck. Mm-hmm. But that, that's a nice feature. Another aspect of the websites that we haven't got to is all the websites are going to have a listing of your local events that are going on. Local and regional. There's, yep. there's countrywide events, but usually people will look for the local events, seeing what's going on yep. within them. And you can filter those by a certain radius around you, how far you're going to drive. Yeah, I would say, you know, next to being a meeting place for other couples and talking with other couples, the next best feature really is the events calendar. Mm-hmm. So I think I've said pretty much all the ideas I had with respect to setting up an online profile, getting your hot, sexy selves out there for other people to see, and a little bit about the features of uh, some of these online sites. Is there anything else you wanted to add? No, I think we co- we, we did a good job. I think we covered it pretty comprehensively, and you'll be able to explore the site on your own and find all the little nuances of the site that you choose to be a part of. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. It's time-consuming, but it's a lot of fun. So with that, I think it's time for us to move on to some sexy news. Uh, all the American troops pulling out help the situation? Oh, no. So if you think you're going to, you want the money shot of them with their arms in the air, you're going to get it. It's in both of their self-interest right now. Did you say the money shot? Yeah. The money shot, you know, yeah. And Belinda, I just can't understand how something so small can be so impressive. Well, Mark, you would know about that. So this week we have some pretty interesting sex in the news topics that you may not have heard about. The first one is about a passenger train in Sweden that was recently delayed due to some sexual activity. Tell me more, tell me more. The train was crossing the country, and they had to stop the train. The conductor had to stop the train. He saw a car that was parked not on the tracks, but too close to safely pass by. And Was this car rocking? Well, yeah, that's what it got to, but the conductor actually thought that something more serious was going on. He said that they... um will sometimes have individuals who don't want to go on anymore, want to commit suicide, who will, you know, park on the park on the train tracks. And that's what he thought it was. But he gets up there, and the windows are all steamy, <laughs> and they're getting down and dirty. And he had to tell them to move on. The passengers were pretty pretty pissed off at that. I was just wondering if any of the passengers actually saw anything hot and steamy themselves, because that might actually brighten my trip. Despite <laughs> the, de- the delay, you know, that actually seemed a little... Hanky panky on the side of the road. That'd be kind of nice. Yeah, that would be. You know, it also makes me wonder. You'd be annoyed. You think there's a fine for that? There may be. I don't. Sex near train tracks. The article didn't mention it, but that would be pretty funny if there was. Yeah. Too bad for that couple. Maybe they thought they were living dangerously by being so close to the tracks, but not quite being on them. (laughs) Which is a good thing if they weren't on the tracks. But yeah, I can't. They were driving along. New type of sexual. What is the scenario? They're, They're driving along. All of a sudden, they just have to have each other right there by the train tracks. That <laughs> or would... it might be, think of all the people that would see us fucking in that tra- when that train drives by. That would be pretty, that'd, that'd be pretty hot. 
But to be parked so close that the conductor has to stop the train, you got to be parked pretty fucking close to the train. Yeah, I bet, like, I don't know if Sweden has the same type of railing, guardrails and stuff that we do in the U.S., but it would probably have to be, like, inside that black and white piece of wood or whatever it is that comes down. Not all, not all intersections have that. That's true, they don't, yeah. Some, some right. don't. All right, so what other news do we have today, Cal? The next one is about a research study that's going on that I want to mention that I happened to come across on the... NCSF, the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom website, there is a research study that's going on regarding consensual non-monogamy. It is a collaborative study that is going on between the University of Kansas and the University of Michigan. We both took the study, yep. and there was there was some. It, it's fairly short for any of you who wanna who wanna take it. It's only about it's about a 15-minute survey, but it's it's interesting to ask a lot of questions regarding your and your partner's relationship and how being a part of swinging or polyamorous uh, community has affected that. Yeah, I'll be curious to keep an eye out on that website to see what the results are once they tally everything up. I don't know how long they're going to have the survey open, but they are specifically looking for people that are in the non-monogamous lifestyle. So if you get a chance, go ahead and check it out. Check it out. Take the survey. Be, be part of it. I was I'm very curious in the research that they're doing. It's it's two it's being run by two graduate students because I looked into it. They list them and the individual from University of Kansas and University of Michigan. They're both graduate students and I emailed the individual from University of Michigan because asking about more information regarding the study, their purpose of it, why they have chosen to do this line of research, and find out a little bit more, dig a little bit deeper. And she hasn't gotten back to me yet, but hopefully they will. Researchers mm-hmm. are very good about getting back to anybody who's interested in their research. I'll be yep. curious whether what their study goals are, whether they're looking to publish. And yep. We don't know those details, but I can tell you it's, it's an interesting set of questions to answer, and it definitely sparks you to be a little introspective about mm-hmm. your relationship with your partner or partners and how swinging might impact um, your perception of people and how people perceive you. So it's it's pretty interesting don't, survey I, to take. I, I, I don't think it's a perfect survey by any means. There's some questionable things that I would have on there, but there are some very good questions, and it will be interesting to hear back and to hear what their study goals are because those aren't clearly stated. Mm-hmm. But it's on currently on the NCSF blog, so check that out. Did you give, Have we given them the website for the NCSF blog before we mentioned that? I guess you can just Google NCSF. Yeah, I don't know. The, look, look up the, just Google the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom, and you'll come across the website, and then there's a link for the blog mm-hmm. right there. A lot of great great uh, resources on that webpage. Now, the other thing that has been, I've been seeing in the news recently, all over the place, actually, is student and university-sanctioned sex clubs. Just the way that there's ping-pong clubs and intramural clubs that are on university campuses. There are... That's quite student, new. Student, y- yes, yeah, I know I mean, that. I've, I've heard of there being classes about various sexual activities or things in, of that nature. And they usually link it back to some biology class or some psychology or social psychology class. They usually, you know, have it under one of those departments. And I've read about various classes like that in the news, and those are almost always controversial. I think few months back or maybe even years now there's some controversy about a teacher who had an extracurricular activity that was not required as part of the course but if students attended they would see people having sex live like that was what 
part of the, the extracurricular activity was. And that was created all kinds of controversy. So I, it's hard for me to imagine that there's sanctioned student groups for this kind of thing. But yeah, that's way to be progressive. I'm proud of that, actually. Yeah, I know. It's funny. The one at Harvard is a it's more of a BDSM-focused student group, but the, the name is funny. They call it the Harvard College Munch is the name of the, I, I like that name. The, the student club. But I remember when we were undergraduates trying to see what sort of groups are out there. And they have that day in the fall where all the, you know, if you're an undergraduate or a freshman, you go it's out there. Recruiting and, day. And yep. look at, I know, on the at least on the University of Michigan campus, they have that, they call it festival or something, and all the student groups are out there. I don't, there was never a, a student-run <laughs> no. sex club then. That would definitely no. would have caught, caught The closest up. I got to that was joining the women's rugby team, and I saw quite a bit of munching. I, I know, they could have called that. <laughs> when the, I was, they could have called that munch. The, yeah, the, they the sure U of M munch. And I'm, I'm not knocking lesbianism or rugby. I love them both. But uh, <laughs> it was quite the experience for the naive uh, college freshman that I was. But that's pretty that's pretty progressive, and it's it's university sanctioned. And I think that that's a great way because college is a place where a lot of experimentation, a lot of finding out who you are, what you like mm-hmm. sexually is going on. And I think that's great that there's a, a, a sanctioned group. And as long as they keep themselves safe. Yeah, I, I notice that that's really the mantra is, is being safe with mm-hmm. everything that you're doing and using safe words and uh, making sure to set rules and ground rules ahead of time. Well, so that, keeping, especially with BDSM, everything extremely important. Sex sex positive, which the fact that they even have that there these groups are being sanctioned is saying something about sex positivity, which is great. But Absolutely. I do, I am concerned with, because it's all students, that proper, not supervision, because these are all student-run groups, but there's individuals who know enough to keep everybody safe and to let people know how to right. keep themselves from being coerced and to do things that they're not ready for. Right. But, uh, I mean, at most universities, I'm sure that in order to be a sanctioned, recognized uh, university group, you have to have some level of governing body in place for your group, be it a president and or some sort of authoritative figure for the group. Mm-hmm. So I would assume that each of these groups has to have somebody who speaks for the good of the group and on behalf of the group and, and actually will take responsibility for the actions within the group, either an individual or a group of individuals. But my so, so my point is, what gives them that authority, other than they wanted the ones that wanted to organize this? Just because right. they wanted to organize it doesn't mean they have the knowledge and all the understanding of what goes on to make a fun and safe, safe being the, the key word, community. Yeah, and that's where you'd hope that they would require a group like that to have some kind of faculty advisor, not necessarily the faculty doesn't necessarily have to attend everything, or you know, you certainly don't want chaperones like you were saying, but you think that you'd want somebody who might be a little Most bit older, more experienced, I mean, having a, a faculty advisor. I know just from a a regular group like a a ping pong group, they don't have faculty advisors. Yeah, I'm I, I'm thinking that maybe a faculty advisor or something in that case might be a good idea when there's the personal safety risk that there is in such a group like that. I don't know. It's it's worth, maybe worth dis- discussing a little bit more at the universities. But either way, I think it's great that they are sanctioning these groups and, oh, yeah, and allowing them to come on campus and be recognized as a group as opposed to having something underground. Because I actually think having it be an underground club would be more dangerous. Agreed. I, I completely agree. If you're, if you're currently attending or know anybody at Harvard, point them towards the Harvard... The Harvard Munch. Yum. <laughs>
I think that wraps up our sexy news for this episode. How about some hot scenes? Boobs! Boob, boob, boob. Boobs! 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 Boobs and bush! Boobs and bush! Good boobs. Those are good ones. We're like 35 seconds in. Nice. Credit bush. You never get opening credit bush. I know. This is crazy. This is a segment where we talk about this hot scene that got us going this week. And this week, we watched Wild Things. Now, Wild Things is a pretty infamous movie. I bet a lot of you have seen it. But it has a very hot, sexy threesome scene that definitely got us going this week. Yeah, I thought it was pretty hot. I actually preferred this week's uh, suggestion to last week's suggestion of American Psycho. Don't get me wrong, American Psycho was good, but it was a little on the creepy side. It has the creepy vibe. This has just the hot, sexy, I-want-to-fuck vibe. Yeah, and it it also has this underlying teacher-student vibe. And don't worry, that's not really a spoiler for the movie if you haven't seen it. That's something that's established, you know, early on in the movie. But it's pretty hot with two girls, Nev Campbell and Denise Richards, I'm Like I've said before, I'm not really into women, but both of these women are attractive. There's a, a nice camera shot of an ass. There's some good camera shots of titty. Well, Denise Richards has... Her her tits are great in this scene. They are, yep. Yeah. And then her and, and Nev Campbell definitely have a good amount of time rubbing up on one another, and there's some champagne involved. Oh, yeah. It's it's incredibly hot. It definitely got us going. It definitely got... Definitely got me going, I know that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, the The one thing about it is I could stand for it to be a little longer, but you know what? The whole rest of the movie just makes up for it, because it's a good movie in general. There's so much sexual tension from beginning to end in this movie that it's okay if the sex scene isn't as long as I'd like it to be, because by the end of the movie, I'm revved up anyway. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty erotic movie. Um, For those of you who haven't seen it, we won't give away anything other than what we already have. Because it's a movie that you have to watch. There's a lot of twists and turns. And it's a little dated now. It came out in 1998. Directed by John McNaughton. Who really hasn't done anything of note before that movie or after. But I know this movie was a lot of... It's a lot of fun, a lot well, of sex, and a little bit of thriller. Well, I was going to say, there's a lot of teenage boys' fantasies, too. <laughs> I, that's And that's the age that I was when I saw it. And it's... It's pretty hot. It is a little bit dated now if you watch it, but it, this, there's enough to get you revved up. And the you story is past it. The story has 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 enough to keep you going. It's got a lot of twists and turns, like I mentioned. So we so we definitely recommend it. And that scene in particular, you might have to pause it, go get it on, and then come back because it's yep. pretty fucking hot. Yeah, you won't want to go without finishing the movie though. That's although, for sure. like like you said, my only last thought is that it could be longer. It is a little short. It's like it's the foreplay of the threesome. You don't. You wish it went on definitely longer. But it's still hot. So I guess that's it for episode three. Normally we tell you what our next episode's going to be, but I think I'm going to keep it a secret this time. I know we've been sort of chronologing... Chrono- that's not a word. Chronologing? <laughs> we've done a chronology of how to swing, so to speak. We'll, we'll change it up a little bit for next week. Oh yeah, we want to have a, have some fun. So to wrap up the show, I'll remind you all how to get a hold of us. We'd love to get some emails from our listeners. You can email us at swingingaround at gmail.com. There's no G at the end of swinging. Please go ahead and rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. Pass along our names to all your friends and swinger family. You can follow us on Twitter at swingingaround, no G at the end of swinging. And also visit our blog. It's swingin-around.blogspot.com. All right, everyone, stay sexy and stay swinging.
So this week we have a few sextile. Oh fuck. <laughs> Outtakes. <laughs> <laughs>